What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for Analog Talk comes from the camera culture website casualphotofile.com. With in-depth reviews of interesting cameras and legacy lenses, film news and profiles, industry retrospectives, and a unique editorial perspective. If you're into cameras and photography, this is one of the best blogs around. See more at casualphotofile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today, our guest is Michael Beelan from Prime Magazine. Say what's up, Michael. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Before we get started, I figured we'd talk about instant photography since you're our guest this evening. Can you kind of give everybody a background on yourself and how you got started and all that stuff? Yeah, so I'll I'll bullet point you guys. I started off as a digital photographer when I was about 17 because a really cool guy was meeting a lot of women taking band photos and he was super cool. (laughs) This was before (laughs) uh, hipsters was a thing. He was like pre-hipster, right? So, uh, the original, the original, original. So, uh, that's really, I said, I wanted to be like his name is Mike, too. So, I wanted to be like Mike. And I did that for about five years, did some weddings, did a lot of band photography, and it just wasn't fulfilling. It was weird. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in front of the computer. I work in finance during the day. So, I was already in front of the computer 40, 50 hours a week. So uh, it wasn't enjoyable anymore. So about the time Impossible Project came out with the Pioneer program, when they introduced their first film, they asked for people to buy it and give them some feedback. So that's what I did. And after shooting, you know, it's kind of a long time ago now, but I think it was about a week or two before after I shot that first pack of film, I sold off my whole Canon set of digital oh, everything man. love it and just for it. instant gratification that's amazing it's, yeah yeah so I, I did that and 
What's funny is that the, the first pack of film that I ever shot was terrible, mostly because of me, but also because it was a new film. Mm-hmm. But it was like the best photos I've ever shot. Like, I guess it has a lot to do with how much uh, tangibility there was behind it. So, right. Um, yeah. So uh, since then, that's been five, six years now. I've been shooting instant film pretty uh, exclusively. That's all I shoot. I mean, I've shot some medium format and some other formats, but that's that's what I stick to. That's what I enjoy. A um, couple years into shooting instant film. I was submitting my photos to magazines and websites and publications, and I was sitting in my backyard complaining to somebody about how there's no (laughs) instant film website. And he's like, why are you complaining? Why don't you just do it yourself? Yeah. So (laughs) at the time, he was my my good buddy that I shot weddings with, and we were uh, always shot with Prime lenses. And at the time, it sounded like Prime Magazine was the way to go. So that's where the name came from. Oh, cool. So I like that. Uh, that night, I went went inside. I said, hey, hold on r- real quick. Went inside. Went to GoDaddy. Not an endorsement. Not that fun to work with. <laughs> but <laughs> So uh, I bought the domain name and it sat there for four or five months because uh, as barbecues go, you get a lot of good ideas and you don't always follow through with them. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. But... Uh, complained again he's like hey man didn't you buy the domain name people do that with like with instagram handles now like make sure they get the instagram handle yeah 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 (laughs) so uh that's it and then that's how prime magazine was born i didn't know anything about design writing interviewing i diddled with websites here and there but uh i kind of jumped in not knowing anything i contacted a lot of people that i looked up to during roid week like uh bastion callos who's my good friend now and I said, hey, guys, I'm trying to make a zine, and it'd be really cool if you would let me use your photos in this thing, and you don't know anything about me, and you don't even know who (laughs) I am, but I promise this is going to be super cool. And everyone was very, very nice and kind to me, because, you know, at the time, uh, the instant film community was really small, and everyone knew each other, and it was really expired film-based, and yeah, so they were really trusting so I think we put out our first issue in 2015. I put out five issues, and then I got burnt out. And that, and <laughs> burnt out again? Yeah. Burnt out again, yeah. Um, I, I guess I get a little obsessive over projects and, and spend a lot of time doing them, and then 18 months to two years later, I go, hey, this isn't that much fun anymore. Yeah, I get that. You know, and yeah, I can totally relate. So I think everyone goes through that, even if with it's with your job, with reading books, going outside, right. whatever the deal is, right? So I, I took a hiatus, and uh, over that six, seven, eight months, I was on the Instant Film Show. Um, Nate Maddox invited me on there, and uh, former guest, love that guy. Yeah, yeah, good guy. <laughs> and uh, we just kind of talked about it, and how everyone said they were kind of bummed. And I said, well, you know, I'm bummed too because now I have nothing to do. What am I going to obsess yeah. over, right? <laughs> uh, this is kind of a weird catch-22. So I decided that, hey, all right, cool, let's, let's, let's do it again. So in 2017 in August, probably 18 months ago, uh, we released three books. Prime Editions did. And uh, I did a book with Amanda Mason, who I love. Uh, we did a Compadium with Nate Matos, a, a combined version of all of his zines he's put out. And then a book with Rudy, and he did a Burning Man book. So that was oh, fun. Man. We did an exhibition uh, and a launch party at Book and Job Gallery in San Francisco. It was a lot of fun. Did that. We started getting a lot more books in stock. We were asking people to send them to me so I could ship them out on their behalf and kind of create a hub. Right. And uh, over, you know, from that point until about December of 17, 
I probably interviewed 200 or featured an interview 200 people or so. Um, at that time, put out nine books and zines in wow. that time frame. <laughs> I think we sold anywhere from 850 to 1,000 copies combined of everything we did, which is super cool, right? Because I didn't know anything yeah. about design, yeah. and I was like, man, this is really cool. And then uh, the hard part comes when you look at your bank account. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I know, like, talking about money is really taboo, especially with, like, artists. But uh, when your bank account is being drained because you're doing something you believe in, it's really hard to give it up. Right. Uh, but it's also really hard not to because gas right. is really important to get to work. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew. <laughs> um, so that's – and that's where we stand. Uh, you know, at, at the end of December, I gave – Prime editions to Ann Silver. And I, I gave is a really strong word because uh, I guess we should step back. I produced the annual journal that came out, and that was about 176 pages of instant film. Wow. Um, we did a Kickstarter, which is very successful, which is really cool. And we had a lot of support, and that was kind of my sending off party, if you will. And Ann Silver wow. did 80% of the writing. Uh, she's an amazing writer. And, uh, I was more of the organizational guru because that's really what my strong suit is. So that was great. So she's really uh, came into it on her own and she's taken it away on her own. And um, she's still going strong doing articles and she plans to release a zine. So under that name. So I'm excited to see what she does. That's awesome. She kind of like passed the torch. Yeah. And that was the opposite of bullet points. Like I said, I was going to give you, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay though. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts though because I... We were talking about it right before we started recording. I had mentioned hearing you on the Instant Photo Show. And, you know, I had no idea that how much you've done past those five issues of Prime, like the original Polaroid issues. I didn't know that you, you know, you went that far and did, you know, book and job gallery. I love Carson. uh, Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like big fan of his work and his gallery and you know all that comes around that whole area too so that that's just that's awesome you just inspired me oh, and thank you. probably everybody listening right now on printing your we're, we're we're huge advocates over here for printing your work on the analog talk mm-hmm. yeah yeah i uh what's really cool is that i don't know it i got I, I say this to everybody when they say like I'm I'm you inspire me or, or I'm just a dude that lives at his dad's house. So if I <laughs> if I could do it, everyone can do it. It's just a matter of the dedication and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I you know and everyone's like yeah I was 100 percent dedicated. I was about 80 percent like a normal human being, right? I mean yeah. stuff comes up. I, you know I have a, I have a son. He's going to be nine. Uh, I have family. You can't let it overtake your life. And I think I'm a good example of what that does. You get burnt out. So just a lesson to be learned <laughs> yeah we've, we've we've been recently talking about what to do when you get burned out you know what i mean yeah like if, if like p- passing the torch is something that has to be done so you could like find the next thing or like move on to the next project it sounds like prime's in good hands so that's at least at least you didn't say oh, it's done i'm not gonna do it anymore you know what i mean yeah and you know it wasn't my thing like my name was attached to it but it wasn't mine right. you right. know yeah. every, you know everybody was involved and it doesn't you know if you're one guy sharing blog posts on facebook it doesn't work too well it takes a, a family of people dedicated True. to the medium to really get it going and if people didn't want to spend their hard-earned money their gas money on a book full of people's photography, then it wouldn't have gone anywhere. So, I mean, I think that's the most important thing. Are you still shooting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm a big outdoors guy. I think in uh, 
and I, I I'm not like uh, I don't know how else to say it, but in 2017 and around January, I was like, you know what, I want to be a man. So I was like, <laughs> I, I so I decided to take up hiking and backpacking and exercise. And when I say man, I I really mean like like a, a non child, right? So uh, not <laughs> yeah, like yeah. not like masculinity, right? So uh, so I started doing that, and I started shooting a lot. You know, a lot of my premise for shooting in the past was I I need to go hiking so I can shoot beautiful stuff. Right. Mm. And now it, the primary activity is backpacking and hiking. And if I happen to see something worth capturing, that's a big plus because I, I think we all have those days where I'm going to go out shooting. It's going to be amazing. I'm mm-hmm. going to kill it. And then you come home and everything sucks. And, yeah. Yeah. and you're upset. Take one photo. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like switching those two things around was a really good perspective change just for me. And yeah. I got to enjoy being outside without the connection to success or failure as it comes to do with my camera. Yeah, because we put like a lot of pressure on ourselves sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, especially Agreed. especially when it's like we we have these grand things we want to do, like YouTube channel, our next zine, whatever it is. It's not fun anymore, like you <laughs> said, or like there's too much pressure and it's like, oh, like you're taking photos to take photos and that's not good either. You know what I mean? So it's, it's good that that mindset of like, I'm going to go, whatever happens will be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think those are like the best shots too. Yeah, I uh, I was, my very first backpacking trip I took back in March of 2017, I went over to Point Reyes um, over in Marin County. And uh, it was a very liberating experience, mostly because I didn't have cell phone service, which yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing the love. Blessing in disguise. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was really nice to sit somewhere for two hours and not feel like I... Uh, uh, I get you know. On, on the other hand, boredom is a really uh, a first world privilege, right? Where we're upset yeah. Yeah. when we're <laughs> upset when we're bored, you know. <laughs> but it was uh, to accept that boredom was really to be okay with myself. And w- when I was okay with myself that week, I probably shot the best photos I've taken uh, to in 2017. So nice. yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So are you exclusive Polar Originals or are you dabbling in other instant stuff? Yeah, uh, I'm an elitist. I like the Polaroid Originals. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was checking out your website and I was like, this is awesome. All of this is so good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I shot instant. So my in between, uh, you know, I go back and forth. I think everyone has this gear addiction, right? So every six months, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a Mint 670 Ooh, or yeah. I'm going to get a new SLR 680. But my problem is my eyesight isn't great, and the circular viewfinder yeah. makes my, my mm-hmm. pictures come out crooked. And it's not the camera's fault, but it's just a combination of my eyesight or how I hold the camera. But right. So I moved to a Sun 660, which I've pretty much exclusively used since I started. But uh, it, in between, I, I always think I want a better camera that I don't need. So. Yeah, I actually have mine. <laughs> it's a one-step flash that my boyfriend, he just gave this to me. For he got a goodwill for ten bucks. Oh, is that the one and with just, the button on top where you can? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, these are great. I mean, the flash always goes off, which is kind of kind of a bummer, but it makes for interesting photos because they're like lit up differently, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the instant film's fun. Uh, I started inst- shooting Instax a little bit, the wide two ten stuff on like the camera that the first wide that yeah. came out, and I liked it, but. It just, I hate to say it because the pictures are like sharper <laughs> and more color realistic. But uh, when I'm out doing stuff, I, in my head, right, I'm living this grand adventure. And I think, <laughs> which, you know, I, I'm probably not, but 
you know, don't tell me that. And uh, <laughs> so it kind of replicates that dream adventure atmosphere that I'm that I, I that I'm living that I can show people like this is how I view my life. Right. In mm. those 48 hours of weekend time. So, man. It's so true. Like, I feel the same way about Instax. I have a mini and a wide. I have the 300 and, you know, I shoot it occasionally. It's more of a, oh, I don't know, like point and shoot kind of thing. Like a party event. Yeah, like a a party camera or a, you know, a picnic camera or something like that. But when you're, when you're trying to get down to the art aspect of it, definitely Polaroid has got, it's got it going on with, with their, the unpredictableness of their film. You know, there's so many people that complain about it, but I, I love it. Yeah. Like, just like you said, when you, you know, when you first got the Impossible Project stuff, it was so unpredictable. It was so expensive. And, you know, I have had packs of that film that just the images completely disappeared, you know, like there there was nothing there. It, it was there for a minute and then it was gone in the same, you know, 10 minutes of or actually in the same hour of watching it develop and, you know, come to light and then it would disappear. It was just so unpredictable. And, you know, at that point, I missed the whole boat on the the original Impossible Project, yeah, like all the... Say. I found I, out about I, the Pioneer Project after it was over. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I just, I found out about it too late. I'm one of those like Urban Outfitter, like got to stop at Urban Outfitters every time I'm in the area to pick up, you know, two packs of whatever they have and spend $60 on it and hope that I get some images. But still thinking back to when that was, you know, five, six, seven years ago, it was... <clears throat> It was so much fun. And I love those pictures to this date still more than, you know, the stuff I'm doing now. I, I'm doing more refined stuff because the film's a lot better. But yeah. it's I miss that unpredictability. Like, is it going to work? <laughs> oh, it, it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was really cool. I loved the beginning stages of that. I know that made a lot of people mad and a lot of people wouldn't shoot it because it was so expensive. Yeah. They didn't even give us 10 shots. They only gave us eight. You know, it, it was just funny. Like, I, I miss it. I miss that. I mean, I'm glad Polaroid picked it up in his. Well, it's the same people. <laughs> I'm glad they kind of shifted over, have a stronger formula. Right. So now people who, you know, wouldn't have gotten into it because it was so unpredictable and so expensive you know it's affordable now and has the recognizable name yeah yeah and and people love it anybody that like gets it new and tries it and they love those photos and it's just it's a it's a good time for instant again like i'm finally feeling like not so scared i'm still scared there's always (laughs) the chance that you get that we're closing our doors thing but i feel like we're at a good spot right now finally yeah i think you know with all the money they spent on buying that branding i don't think that they're gonna let that investment go anytime soon I think they have a couple years ahead of them to make that back um, from a fiscal perspective, I I would hope. Yeah. But like you said, the old stuff, like the PX70 Cool film Mm -hmm. was my favorite. And they had the little dots on, like if you took a picture of Blue Sky, it kind of looked like, I don't know, you punched it with a cheese grater, but like super softly. (laughs) And it it was magical. It was really cool. It was. It was. So you said you had um, some new stuff in the works. Can you talk about that a little bit, Uh, Michael, or not really? Yeah, I can. Um, Okay. So, you know, I think... I just feel bad when I put people on the spot like that. (laughs) No, I know. Bring it on. You know, I I feel like I'm really honest and I, and I, I feel like I'm pretty transparent. And the bottom line for the prime and how it went with my life was that it wasn't uh, profitable. And when I mean profitable, I mean being able to pay myself a dollar an hour. Like it just yeah. didn't. Yeah. So I, and I don't think I've 
release the numbers to anybody about the Kickstarter and all that, but I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, after everything was said and done, so this is not a detailed breakdown, but the cost of including shipping and printing and proofs and writing and like refunds for the post office messing up packages because I don't want to leave someone yeah. out and dry. Um, the cost was $8,959.97. Wow. And we oh. brought in $9,096.27. So I netted $136.03. So, so it's crazy, right? A lot of that had to do with how I priced the shipping in the Kickstarter campaign for international yeah. customers because I think last year or the year before, when I was sending out a lot of stuff, everything was 18 bucks or 17 bucks international. And then when I went to go ship everything out, December, January, February, it was $23.50. So just just that small change, really not that big of a change, over 200 or so copies uh, killed it, right? So so I I basically got paid a dollar an hour, almost. It probably took me 120 hours to do everything. So, uh, you know, and I'm maybe exaggerating by 10%, but that's about it, right? So, (laughs) uh, but, you know, it was a lot of work, right? And just taking two hours every day to uh, email people and follow up, it adds up over time. And I don't think people really realize that, especially when you're submitting work somewhere. And I know I'm going off topic. I'm sorry. uh, No, you're fine. You know, when you're submitting work to somewhere and you say, here are my pictures. You didn't put a link, no bio. No resume, no nothing. You start from scratch. Then you have to go back and ask them this. It takes two weeks. You ask them again for more information. And it, it's just this round robin yeah. of trying to collect information from people. And it's just a lot of work. And if yeah. and I hate to be that guy, but if everyone treated their submissions to like magazines and galleries like it was their life depended on it and it was their job and I'm assuming that's what everyone wants it to be in a fulfilling way, not like a cor- corporate yeah. umbilical cord kind of way. But um, <laughs> um, you, I think everyone's work would be picked up faster and quicker because it's hard for someone to justify the extra six hours of work it's going to take when someone else is already 110% prepared. Um, so I think it, uh, if you're prepared, it'll be easier. FYI, guys. Yeah. Um, but so on that note, the instant film even though that's my passion, it's not everyone's passion in the analog world. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll be starting a project. The website's up, the domain name with a newsletter link, uh, analogforevermagazine.com. Ooh. Nice. So that's the goal. And the name came from me spending a couple hours on GoDaddy. Trying, still not an endorsement. <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to move my account. I'm too lazy. Um, and that was like the only combination of awesome words I can come up with. And I also thought, I like it. Um, thank you. I also thought that like if a lot of like 18 year old kids would be like your analog AF and like that'd be funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So like it's kind of like analog forever <laughs> AF. And I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then like we could just have someone dabbing on the front cover and we'd sell millions. Yes. Of that'd be great. Yes. Um, that's going to be my new thing. I'm analog AF. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm doing. So uh, you guys may be familiar with Michael Kirchhoff. He's an editor for Blur yes. Magazine. Um, mm-hmm. He's become a, become a mentor is a strong word, but Yoda's not. And <laughs> oh, I like that. So yes. he's really helped uh, motivate me to do things. And he's been really kind with his time and his advice. And a couple weeks ago, I asked him if he wanted to join me on this Analog Forever project. There's no details besides we want to print twice, twice a year. 
summer and winter, and that the first issue should be coming winter of 2019. So uh, yes. that, that's, that's so it. Cool. That's, um, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So all the details are real slim. We're still in talks and discussing. We probably want to bring a couple more individuals on because, um, as I've said before, it's a lot of work for one guy. So I learned that lesson already. Yep. And I hate to have to say it, but I, I feel like some people are going to say, well, you bailed on what you did. And now you're starting this mm-hmm. new thing. But in a way, yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm doing. And, and that sounds bad, right? But it's it's not because I spent four and a half years doing it and no one else was. So I, I feel really confident with my decision. And I, if we could sell, what, 100, 150 issues uh, every quarter with Prime or through the books that we did, we did runs of 50, I think we could sell 200 or 300 biannually. And, I, yeah. and it'd be really nice just to not have to pay for the website out of my own bank account, even if that, right. if that was covered and we made it reasonably priced. And, uh, you know, there's other publishers. Like, I, I don't know if you guys got the email from Incandescent Zine yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before saying that they can't print anymore because their printer broke. Oh, so no. they're doing a, Go, no. a GoFundMe. So go fund them, everybody. Um, they're, I don't even know them. Um, but when I searched submit analog photos submissions about six, seven years ago, they were alive. And they've been doing it longer than I have, or I've even been involved in the community. So, um, so stuff like that. And, and, you know, they sell their issues for what, 20 bucks. And that's really awesome. And on the flip side, doing the prime journal, which was like super fat, it was really big. Wow. And, you know, it was just real big and, um, it's, it looks super impressive, but, um, maybe impressive isn't what we need. Maybe we need something affordable. So, yeah, you know, man. Well, you know, if it was me, right, and I wasn't the guy making the zine, and you said, all right, I'm going to include your photos, I can give you at cost, but at cost is still $30, you know, well, man, do I want to buy that and sh- and sh- keep it on my nightstand, or do I want to do I want to go buy more film? Mm. So that, you know, yeah. for, that's a hard decision, you know, uh, for everybody, so I think if it was um, a little bit cheaper, it'd go a lot farther. Man, I, I, I just wish more people would support like that you know what i mean that i i try to buy zines and photo books when i get the opportunity if i have the extra money because i definitely am a feel a film hoarder so i'm not always worried about mm-hmm. you know buying film i have plenty of film so i try to and and you, I, I don't know if people they don't realize it because we've gotten so spoiled with the internet but you learn so much by looking through printed work like yeah. looking through books and and magazines and all that like, like that's why you know chris and i have talked about a handful of times we used to do a photo challenge on the show and just kind of like you were saying about your submissions it just got like unmanageable we couldn't you know figure out what photos were going with this week because people would just hit upload <laughs> or share yeah. and you know it, it yeah. was just a a a mess and so uh, like like you said i would love to do a yearly or bi-yearly analog talk magazine as well or something like that something do where it. we give back do to it. the community <laughs> yeah like i it's it's definitely on i wouldn't say the back burner because it's definitely closer to the middle to front burner but it, you know i i just i'm obsessed with that stuff and just mm-hmm. i i just think that you learn so much from other photographers and and holding it in your hand and looking at it rather than your you know your five inch screen on your phone or your macbook whatever you know Mm -hmm. it it just looks so much better like i feel like well i don't know i I was gonna say i feel like most photographers shoot 
for that, but they don't. They shoot for Instagram nowadays. Right. Like yeah, everybody yeah. shoots for Instagram. But I, I don't know, man. I just whatever I can do to help you out as well. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. will <Same. laughs> we'll you know, do I, anything to help. <laughs> what's really cool is that my first zine I ever bought was a, a Mikel uh Kennedy zine. He did Passport to Trespass, which was like I don't know how many Ooh, I like that name. Oh, it was so good. He was like the original <laughs> He'd get so offended if I called him a hipster because this was like 20 years ago. But this yeah. guy uh, was like just like punk rock kind of attitude guy. I'm not sure if he was actually punk rock, right? But he used to hop trains and go shoot people and steal fil- film from Walgreens. And not Whoa. that he's not that he's proud or he's you know uh, being any which way about that. But I got to interview him in issue five of Prime Magazine because he was like my idol, right? And yeah, yeah. when I was first going through his zines that I bought, the way he sequ- sequenced his images was unconventional. And uh, mm. I, I always looked at it and said, I don't have to be like everybody else, but I want to be like him, which is funny, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. So, I think that was a big part of my first zine that I put out in 2013. Uh, and you'll, when I tell you the name, you'll... It's just, I was trying to be, it was searching for stillness, right? So three words, you know, a word in the middle of the two main words. I, I was kind of playing off that because he really did inspire me, you know? I like yeah. that. And uh, I just have to tell everyone that Arthur Bueno helped me put that together because he was my zine <laughs> mentor and he's an amazing man and a good friend. So, um, yeah. So uh, in the future, personal work, I've been wor- working on searching for stillness too. For three years, every December, it's supposed to come out. And uh, <laughs> I know that. I know that yeah. one. I, I, I do the same exact thing with the project I've been working on for years. Yeah. And it never feels complete. And, no. and the problem mm-hmm. is it's never going to be. And that's the hard realization, I guess. But um, yeah. I keep on saying, you know, one more 30 mile hike. I'll have, you know, because I'm a stupid person. I purposely uh, go backpacking in bad weather for the dramatic clouds. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's uncomfortable, but way awesomer. You it's know? worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I do that and I keep saying one more trip, one more trip. And I, I'm i kind of coming in a, uh, I guess, a split in my in my nature life where up until this next tri- trip that I'm taking in June, uh, which will be my first peak that, I'll, that I'll, I'll be climbing Sawtooth Peak, which is more of a pass. I'll be it's a class two. Um, in uh, Kings Canyon National Park or Mineral King. And uh, I feel like that's a good spot in chronologically in my life where that will finish out my my adventures into becoming someone who's outdoors. So and after that, I'll go on crazier trips. But I think starting from like the easiest of the easy backpacking trips to my first difficult one, I think will be a good transition, whether or not the images are sequenced that way. But What's cool is I started on the beach and slowly progressed towards the mountains. So Ooh. it could be like a skyline to the sea, kind of like the trail name. Oh, Ooh. man. So I think that is, is kind of cool. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Dude, that that is the stuff that amazes me with photography. Like how we can oh, like chronologically capture our lives through time with this stuff. Even looking back on the last five or six years since I moved to Tennessee, because when I moved here... 
I got like, you know, I dove into this photography thing because I was alone. Not that I was alone, but I was, you know, finally on my own away from family. And, you know, just like you said, like being an adult, like finally letting go of the child and just kind of and just seeing the time, even looking back five years ago through negatives or prints and stuff like that. It's just I need my summit. I need my summit yeah. to to kind of bookend what's been going on in the last. And I feel like I'm almost there too. Like, yeah. What about ready to go down the other side of the hill? What about you, Chris? Where, where's your summit? <laughs> Ooh, putting me on the spot. Yep. I don't know. There, I'm always trying to work on something. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, if it helps you guys, uh, I recommend everyone go outside because like it's brag no brag, right? But I was. Right, I'm not even that like fat of a guy but i lost 35 pounds and about Woo-hoo. in about a year and that was all because i went on a hike and i was like this sucks but the pictures were great and this has to yeah. get easier so yeah i worked at it so it was easier so i could focus on you know taking pictures and not dying of an asthma attack up a 40 <laughs> foot hill um but that's it, kind of inspiring that you like got healthy because of photography yeah yeah and it's those that's three awesome. things right like like being healthy both mentally by getting away from technology, which is a big part of my work, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Being healthy so you can do those things and then also expressing yourself through art, I think, is a kind of a really cool trifecta. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also learning it's to so be alone mm-hmm. was really cool. So I'm late to the game, but I just read Walden for the first time. Uh, have you guys read <laughs> Walden by Thoreau before? Uh-uh. Um, I know. But I, I know what you mean. It's been recommended to me probably 20 times now. <laughs> so, I thought, you know, my other passion is, is journals and notebooks and such. Mm-hmm. So, I you know, I, I always take about 10 or 12 quotes from each book that I read. And I try to read, you know, the goal in January is a book a week. And now it's May and I've read 10 books. So, Whoa. my new... My new goal is tw- uh, a book every other week. So, uh, but still good, still a good goal. Yeah, yeah. right. And they're called goals, not commitments, for a reason because you don't have to meet them and yes. you don't feel bad. Um, so, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, "I find it wholesome to be alone the greater part of the time. Uh, then to be in company, even with the best, is soon uh, wearisome and dissipating." I love to be alone. I never found the companion that was so companionable as solitude. And Ooh. that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, in talking about cameras, I also kind of just took a note because I know we'd be talking about that. But uh, this is about pants, but it applies to cameras, I promise. <laughs> um, I say beware of all enterprises that require new clothes and not rather a new wearer of clothes. If there is not a new man, how can the new clothes be made to fit? So... If you're not doing good work with the camera you have, I promise you don't need a new one. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. I know that's that's Damn. like a truth bomb. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Mic <I'm> drop. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think reading, too, is a really big influence on me, uh, I guess, emotionally and mentally. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of gets me relaxed and into the, how do you put it? The analog flow, you know, like I, I write a yeah. lot, I read a lot, I'm outside a lot, I try to get away from my cell phone. Um, but, but... I do play Xbox with my son, so um, so you have to have some balance too. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, totally. Plus it's quality time. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. But I I get that though. Like I I uh, my girlfriend is the anti outside, so she <laughs> she's like all about her Nintendo Switch and video gaming. I mean, it's it's great. It's great to have a girlfriend that like wants to play video games all the time. But when I'm like 
hey, let's walk down to the railroad tracks and to the river and stuff. She's like, there's bugs. It's hot. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I- I'll be back. Yeah. And I love, like, I I cherish that time that I get when I just, like, you know, throw my bag on my back, pick a camera, pick a film, just go for a walk, clear out my head. I mean, even if I don't take a photo, like, it is just, you know, just seeing and breathing and realizing, like, it's not the overthinking, obsessing thinking. It's just like the... And every time I do it, I'm like, man, I need to do this way more. Like, I need to do this twice a week, three times a week. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work three blocks from home, too. So I do I do like multiple laps a week of my downtown area. That's that's just like a long term, you know, photography thing that I've been working on. So it's just kind of walking and and aloneness usually kind of goes hand in hand in hand for me that's cool because i think like when you when you are alone and especially when you're walking or um not necessarily with a destination but that activity instead of sitting on your phone and being like a a beacon when you're out and about you're more of like a conduit right so it's going into you and then back out and and it stays out as opposed to you know being in your room on your phone or whatever the deal is um it stays with you and you know, it was like, you know what, Kevin, why does he get to go to Costa Rica again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so uh, uh, it's just kind of funny. And you and you're like, wow, I get to go walk around my downtown area. And that's mm-hmm. way better than yeah. seeing Kevin go to Costa Rica. I don't know Kevin going to Costa Rica, by the way. I'm not like talking <laughs> shit on anybody. So no, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I get it, though, because we uh, I just saw uh, we had a co-worker's boyfriend uh, pass away just this past week. And literally the day after the day after he had passed, the the family started like Facebook posting about it. And it was just so weird to me mm-hmm. like that they I would never do that. Like yeah. if I lost somebody like close and precious to me, like my first reaction wouldn't be go on Facebook and write something about it. Like I I just this this world we live in where we're so connected to things like cell phones and computers and stuff. I mean, Chris knows Chris knows how terrible I am at like returning texts and <laughs> doing things with my phone because like I I really try because I was obsessed when the iPhone when I got my first iPhone like I was like every other person that could not move my eyes away from it mm-hmm. and it damages a lot of things. It damages you know relationships mm-hmm. and friendships and yourself you know like you're just kind of so constantly wanting to know what you know kevin's doing in costa rica oh man he's snorkeling like i am so (laughs) jealous of that and i you know we're not even living in like the the right now like or even i don't know i don't know it just it really bums me out how disconnected we are by being so connected to our phones like it's it's the saddest thing in the world and I think that's why another reason why I kind of just like dump the digital photography world too, because it's the, it's it's so sterile. Just like I I never use my iPhone to take photos other than pictures of the schedule for work, you know, a recipe out of a book at Walmart or something. You know, like I use it as a tool, like a utility kind of thing, and you know, and cat pictures to send my mom. Yeah. But like <laughs> it's it's i i just try to stay away from that because it gets so it's just so weird i don't know it's so and the the more and more i kind of disconnect from that i i see how weird it is that we're just like there are people that are just always commenting and and liking and it's just like how do you have the time to do that like yeah. and and be 
a coherent like a, a, a lover or a friend right. or a, like or a good employee yeah you're a terrible employee yeah shouldn't you be at work right now like come on but it, it just yeah it my my eyes kind of opened up a little wider this past week when that was starting to happen. I was just like, wow, I would have never thought to post about that on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like that's just so bizarre to me. Yeah, it it is weird, right? But, you know, I think I think it's it's funny though, because like let's say 30, 40 years ago, people like, you know, your dad probably told you this, or my, I know my dad did, you know, what we do in our home is no one's business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my yeah. dad loves Facebook, which is the, <laughs> so it's 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 super funny that like yeah it, uh, tables have turned yeah and then and now all the kids right so like my whole like non data back theory is like is technology and attitudes are kind of like in a 30, 40 year pendulum if you will so like mm-hmm. you know kids were really into technology like in the nineties and and now like the hipsters came out and maybe. It, the, the graph is similar to uh, Moore's Law, right? So maybe the fluctuations get smaller and smaller into smaller vibrations. But I guess my point being is that it, it continually flip-flops, right? So I know I wouldn't have gotten to instant photography if I hadn't kind of been in that uh, generation of, of kids like buying vinyl, even though they digitally compressed the vinyl and that's stupid. So why are you buying it? But I did it and it was really a waste of money. But that's not the point is that <laughs> we, we really appreciated um, the tangibility, right? So, and yeah. I think what's funny about me, not, I'm not speaking for you guys, but is that I hated instant gratification. So I bought an instant film camera, yeah. which is super <laughs> ironic. Um, but, you know, I know I, I, I read, like I said, I read a lot, but there's this really sweet book called The Zen and Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It's not really about motorcycles. You either hate the book or you love the book. And your cat's in the background. It looks really pretty, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says uh, it's not the technology that's scary. It's what it does to the relations between people like callers and operators. Uh, that's really scary. And um, so I guess there he was discussing how people used to discuss things um, in depth. And that when you had the ability to relay that information quickly, it became a professional or meaningless interaction. Like you would ask an operator for information and she would give it to you. And that was the end instead of having this discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. And which is cool. And then um, I don't support this gentleman. um, But if you guys are familiar with Ted Kaczynski, he was the Unabomber. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But um, his book, um, I read it was called the anti-tech revolution wine how because it had anti-tech in the title so I was like well you know let's check it out right so not saying he was ethical in any way but he had some really interesting insights from a theory perspective it's not doesn't talk about bombs or anything like that he just talks about how yeah um, as technology improves the human experience will decline that's that's the end that's the bottom line so uh, but I, I agree with that um, I don't agree with anything else he really did Besides living in the cabin alone, that sounds super (laughs) cool. But besides that, anyways, it's just interesting. I recommend it. I just, I think one of the things I think that helps that, there's a lot of things you can do for yourself, like go for a walk without your phone, you know, just take your camera and like maybe put music on. But there's a lot of like community things, like there's the, the meetups that, you know, Beers and Camera has meetups and we, I went to the Kodak Camera Club meetup and we were, nobody was on their phones that whole time. We were all just hanging out. We were shooting, taking photos of each other. We we're talking, talking about their gear and stuff like that. And, and I hope that the, I'm sure there's, there's other community meetups, you know, that people do. And I think like if we like remember that we need to go do those things and like not, I don't know how to explain it. Like 
and not be selfish <laughs> yeah just just like yeah. take time for that you know like because because you will have and i'm a little socially shy i'll you know so every time i know there's a, a meetup i try to get somebody to go with me and usually i end up having to go by myself but as soon as i get there i'm always like i'll text him and they like so stoked that i went like i did yeah. i talked to this oh, person yeah. like you i wish you could have kaylee it was so fun so i think like as long as we make sure to have those moments, whatever they are, like go out to dinner with your friends. And, you know, I'm always like, all right, like we went out last night. And I was like, okay, phone's away, guys. Like, let's just hang out. You know what I mean? Like, we have to be as a human, like race, remember that, like, we need these human interactions, you know? It feels good. And, you know, what's yeah. funny is when you said, it does. It's so good. You got a text that says, like, I'm so happy you came. And that feels way better then I don't mm-hmm. care how many Instagram likes you get. If it's one person yeah. that made that connection with you instead of 15,000 people that are, are liking you, so you'll follow them back, you know? And yeah, uh, and I, yeah. I think for like for us, if photography is that for us. So I think we're lucky in that way. But like I said, I'm sure there's, you know, there's a million communities on all these different things out there. But I, I feel very lucky that I found the photography community. Yeah. In general, I agree. For, that, for sake of that, I really wish I was able to attend the. I don't. I don't know what the name is called because it, it's on the back of my brain. But it's the annual instant film meetup they do in Texas at oh, the fair. Yeah, Policon. 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 Oh, obviously that's the name, right? Yeah, we're <laughs> but, trying. We're trying to go this year, Timothy and I. So yeah, where that's are you on guys? Our radar. You, you're in California, Chris. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, and Timothy's in. Tennessee. Nashville. Tennessee. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I really want to go. I Yeah, so I, I I think what's lame is that Texas is really big and it's really far. Um, yeah, it is. But besides that, I think everything else is a super positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's all instant photography. I mean, that's just... I mean, we had Nate on. We, we talked all about it, and Timothy and I have, have talked nothing about like how much we want to go. It's like that's our like like one goal for our show is to like do a show there in you know 2018. So hopefully we get a chance to go. But yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that's a, an awesome. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it because uh, there's a I have a friend that I've made through you know the film community like we do. We make friends and uh, just talking with him, just being like. We need to road trip, you know, that's just like take a week off and make the travel days, you know, do like four days there, or you know, three days there or something like that. Shoot, stop, see things. Because, you know, I've never done that. I've never traveled the world. This is as far west as I've ever gone and as far south. So I, I've never really done the travel thing. So that's that's definitely like on the bucket list and, you know things of needing to do like i want to see america at least if i'm not going to go overseas and do the europe backpacking thing i need to at least see what is in a driving radius of, right you know yeah. of doable but just i feel like it could be awesome and chris you too you could like you know get three or four of your film friends or even if you hey, don't Chris, even know i'm them, in fresno you know? man let's carpool yeah that's not far you're like three yeah. hours yeah. away carpool that's how my buddy is he lives uh, he lives in kentucky so it's it's is it Kentucky or Alabama? I don't know. It's one of those. And, uh, you know, it's like we're, we're so close. And I've been talking to a couple people locally here about doing uh, like a film meetup, you know, a, sh- a photo walk kind of film meetup thing. And, you know, you we're should. just trying to figure out when. Yeah, I want to do it in, I think, July. So I- I'm saying it and I'm putting it out here now. We should, be, so. like, we, we should. We've talked about like doing like analog talk ones, too. Whether we yeah. do we, oh, yeah. we do separately here and you do one there or like we do one when we go to Texas, like mm-hmm. those those need to be in the works. That'd be cool. And do you guys have like a monthly I know like in Fresno we have what something called Art Hop, right? Where the first Thursday of every month 
venues, mm-hmm. galleries, all that, right? And there's bands. And it'd be really cool if I challenge everybody, including me, because I haven't done it. I don't know why. But <laughs> if you create like a film meetup on that day, it's already art central and there's already. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. So it kind of it's already set up for you. You just got to show up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Get on that and do that. I always show locally here i'm on a list that gets me put on to a new place every month in the summer cool that's a great idea i I need to do that and you can have everyone meet up at where you're showing and then it's like a two for one right so that's cool (laughs) and i i've done it so much it's not like i need to like stand by my stuff i can go and enjoy and do other stuff man now i'm all hyped up this this always happens (laughs) when we do this podcast But we have just like endless possibilities, you know, it's like, don't limit yourself. Totally. Especially with, you know, you know, putting out your zines or making a new magazine that you're going to sell, like dream it and do it. Yeah. It's like that Shia Buff video. Exactly like that. I love it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do it now. What'd you do? I forgot. Don't let your dreams be dreams or whatever it is. That's so funny, man. Oh, man. You could, I need do, to you, could you could probably make your own video of you doing that and I would probably get way more views. <laughs> I, I think I need, I need i need to do that all right guys this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners and this one comes from robert lanes once again thank you for sending your questions robert they're always so good so we're going to use another one he asks <laughs> what location in the world would you like to photograph that you haven't yet visited for example i would love to go to cuba and shoot only slide film who wants to go first i'm gonna go last i'm gonna put okay, you on Timothy. the spot <laughs> Oh man, this is so tough because I, there's so many places I want to see just because I've never really gone outside of my bubble, but I think, oh, this is tough. It's a tough one. Our lanes. (laughs) I would have to say probably uh, either like New York City and, you know, I I feel like I could get away with more on like the the street photography aspect of things like really not have to worry about because i live in such a small town you know even though people do know me around here for shooting photos and stuff like that it's still i still get the evil eye it's the evil eye is in like there it's just him and i on the street so you know it's not like i can say oh no i was actually shooting the person behind you but wait there's nobody behind you so i think like uh, i guess even like a city like a bigger city that nashville is still kind of too small for that kind of stuff you still get it's very touristy and i don't know i i would say like new york city or i would i always wanted to go and live in san francisco it was always like one of those spots you know i loved full house growing up Mm -hmm. uh Whatever happened to predictability, you know, the shot of the San Francisco Bridge yep. or the Golden Gate Bridge. I've always wanted to do that. And I'm more of like a sunny and 70s kind of person anyway. But like I'm so anti moving to California because all my friends moved to California and it's like, I'm not going to do it, too. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I- I'm just so East Coast, I guess. New York City. I-, I was there for 30 minutes one time in my life and it was on a train layover. And I ran up and looked at the city and was not the person I am today. So I, I need to go back with the camera. Yeah, I could. I, I'm like already picturing the kind of shots you would get in New York. Mm. It had, you, I would love it. Yeah. I've only been to New Jersey. Does that count? Sort of. <laughs> you can see New York from New Jersey. I was there in June and it was like I was swimming in the air. Oh, yeah. It's gross. <laughs> the humidity is- it's, it's terrible. Yeah. I'm from the East Coast like Timothy, and I'm going back for my, um, well, I won't say it's a surprise, but I'm going back soon, and I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be thunderstorms. I'm like, oh, but the humidity is going to be so gross. 
Yeah. <laughs> east Northern East Coast humidity is the grossest thing in the world. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Good answer. <laughs> so, I, you know, after talking about humidity, I totally changed my answer because I was originally oh. going to say, <laughs> man, I really want to go like on a motorcycle trip of Southeast Asia and maybe go through Vietnam mm. and stuff like that. Because like, like the clouds hanging out, right? At eye yeah. level with the mountains. Oh, yeah. Super cool, right? But I have like a hygiene thing. Even though I go like camping and backpacking a lot, I, I like to be clean. After like day four is when it's yeah. like, it's time. <laughs> yeah. So it's tragic. Yeah. So I, I think it'd be really interesting to hike the Pacific Crest Trail and take portraits along the way. Um, yes. I, oh, I yeah. think on instant film, uh, I think that'd be really cool because. You can put someone's trail name in the border, like they're whatever that would be, right? Like we'll say it's Scooby Doo for the sake of the example, and uh, and so you have Scooby Doo and all these guys with trail names. But I think the coolest part was, or would be, you would find out exactly what everyone is out there trying to discover, outside yeah. or inside, yeah. right? So I, you know, you meet bankers, artists, hippies, conservatives, everyone's out there. Um, all for the same reason, but um, all for completely different reasons. So I think that'd be uh, my answer. That's a great one. Yeah, I love that. Well, I've never been out of the country, so that's like on my like life goal is to I want to go to London. So that's like the first obvious thing I would say, just because I want to go there so bad. Yeah. But um, I also want to go to Italy because that's where my dad's family's from. And Bartolucci. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks super gorgeous over there. So that's probably my real answer would have to be Italy, I think. Yeah. What's your fake answer? Well, I mean, my obvious answer would be like, I want oh, because I, I want to go to yeah, 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 yeah. London. I should say that. But no, it's definitely going to be Italy. All right. For me. See my Man, heritage. I- so would you shoot street, landscape? What, what would you shoot when if you went there? Probably like just the landscapes because they're gorgeous. All that that sun over there, well, that light. I need me some some like hills of Italy. Yeah, sunsets. The color you know? palette is insane. Mm-hmm. I have a a friend that's doing a wedding over there, and she. I just keep watching her Instagram stories, and it's like she's just like in in heaven. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it and it looks like heaven. It looks like it's a little piece of heaven of what I would imagine it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Man, Robert, great. Question. Thank you again for sending that in to us. We really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for sending that in. <laughs> okay, now we're on to our next, our next part of our show. Michael, what's your favorite camera? If you had to pick one, like what would it be and why? Um, so I, I've been having this dream of buying a Pan, a Pentax six seven. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and, nice. And it's only because of what I've seen people capture on it mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And, it's a beast. I, yeah, so, and maybe there's this like weird correlation between certain types of aesthetic that I enjoy photographers who create that happen to own that camera. So I may get the yeah. camera and be like, this is crap, right? Because, you know, but I, I just have a an affection for that that's kind, kind of recent. But uh, I already own the camera that um, I truly, truly lust over, and that's any Polaroid camera. Um, yes, <laughs> I love that. So, I think you're the first one to say a Polaroid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. That's that's the best. Yep. Just the regular, the, the, like the the Sun six sixty you have. Yeah, the Sun six sixty because my my two things I like about it is I can uh, shoot with the flash off by hitting the second button, and then it also mm-hmm. has like. 
the autofocus, which is similar to that weird sonar thing in the SX-70 sonar. So it autofocuses. And, um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so, that's and cool. Yeah. It's really cool, but kind of weird, too, because yeah. unlike the SX-70, when you look through it and you're holding the button halfway down, you can see what it's focusing on. This is kind of a gamble. So uh, I've kind of had to let go of that uh, controlling yeah. nature of, of just that portion. But like I said earlier in the show, my horizons are very straight because of that box camera, mm-hmm. um, unlike the the curved lens of the SX-70 type camera. So I, I have my dream camera and everyone can go buy one at a garage sale and you can have your dream camera yeah. too. Yeah. So... That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, it really is because I always see you know old Polaroid cameras sitting on the shelf at Goodwill and stuff like that, and you know they're still five, ten, sometimes three dollars. You know what I mean? And it, uh, I, I, people are always hesitant to buy them because they don't think they work because right. the battery's in the film. Like if it, it probably nine out of ten times that camera's going to work. It just needs a fresh pack of film in it. Amen. Yeah, I need to start thrifting with a pack. Like, yeah, that's I have one in my an empty pack in I my never, bag. I all always the time. never, I always forget to do that. If anyone out there wants to try instant photography and you don't have a battery pack, email me and we'll get to that at the end of the show. I will mail you one. It doesn't cost you anything. Awesome. Just, just go test it out, please. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that was great. Well, Michael, thanks for being on the show today. It was great actually talking about something that's not the same thing we're always talking about. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Where can everybody find you? Where are you at on the internet? Uh, you can find me in two main places. Um, the first is my personal website that has my instant film work. And that website is don't shake it like a Polaroid.com. Everyone, Love don't that. do it. It's a common <laughs> misconception. It's my public PSA. I can't believe that domain was available when I bought it. Um, Second, uh, you can go to analogforevermagazine.com. Please sign up for our newsletter. I oh, know yeah, it's a, I know it's a long time away, uh, but the more people that we have signed up, the more eager we'll be to release some news. Last but yeah. not least, please go, if you don't already, follow Prime Editions on Instagram, Facebook, and go to primeeditions.com because um, it is not dead and Silver's doing an amazing job. Awesome. Chris, where are you at? Let's see. I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Crispy Shoots Films, my film stuff on Instagram. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook group you can like and a, no, Facebook page you can like and a group you can join. (laughs) And yeah. (laughs) Guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also, man, I always say that I also make YouTube videos, but guys, it has been like two months since I've made a YouTube video. But if you want to catch up on my old catalog while I work on some new stuff, you can head over to youtube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler or just go to the search bar and search timothy.makeups and I uh, also do a little one person uh, ranty-ish podcast called We Believe in Film that is also on my YouTube channel and my SoundCloud yeah cool awesome Awesome. thanks guys yeah thanks again for joining us Michael this is awesome thanks so much I'm gonna go get some instant gratification this week do it I'm gonna go shoot (laughs) some Polaroids cool definitely alright guys we'll see you in the next one bye bye Hey guys, first I want to thank Michael for being on the show. Man, it was it was great touching on topics that we don't 
you know talk about every single episode so thanks mike for bringing a a different spin to the podcast uh don't forget guys we have a patreon head over to patreon.com slash analog talk every little bit helps we have a bunch of little perks over there you know anything from a dollar to 25 dollars you know five dollars you get like stickers and pins for ten dollars we're doing you know where we chris and i will help with Uh, photo tips we're going to be given prints we're going to be doing group chats all kinds of stuff thanks for all the patreons out there already and guys we will see you next week with an all-new episode so take care keep shooting i'll see you soon Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.